Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Yo, what's going on, y'all? Welcome in. Brand new episode of Snaps live here. And if you're watching at youtube.com slash chat volume snaps, thank you. Hit the like button, share it, subscribe, all that stuff. 14.7. We love it. Slowly but surely trucking right along. But if you're watching, you see today it's a little menage a trois as it's myself, <laughs> Aaron Murray, and then actual QB1, Chase Daniel, Mizzou <laughs> legend, Super Bowl champion. Heisman finalist, All-American, Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year, 14-year NFL vet. Now the Chase Daniels Show on YouTube. Already have five K subs. How about 14 years? 14, Chase. Yeah. That's wild, right? It doesn't seem too much. By the way, that, that, that intro was amazing, so I appreciate that. And let me just start off by saying, you guys are freaking killing it, okay? Like, I, I watch you guys every so often. Everything you guys do, you know, the most entertaining duo out there, oh, and, oh and Volume has done such a good job at it, so I... Appreciate you guys. And honestly, like, like you guys have, have been building something special over there, like almost 15,000 subs for you guys. And you guys, guys literally just started building this thing. So it's going to go to the moon. Uh, more and more people are going to find out about you guys. And, and I appreciate you having me on. Just like Based. the Bitcoin T-Bob before the having. We are not. There is no crypto talk allowed on the channel, Aaron. If you want to do your own little shitcoin alt channel, 
going to the moon right now. That's going. That's going. It is. That's going. Do we need a volume coin? Come on. Look, I'm gonna use. I'm gonna use my little my little Bitcoin to do a Disney trip one day. We'll see. Um, okay, look, so in case you don't know, again, uh, I mean, most of you know Chase's bona fides, incredible quarterback, high school, college, NFL, like I said, Super Bowl champ, now in media. And if you have not watched um any of Chase's NFL like quarterback breakdowns, the film breakdowns, you want to talk about very dense information delivered in um, like easy to understand ways from a guy who, again, is pulling from 14 years of experience. Mm. I cannot recommend it enough. Chase Daniel show on YouTube. Go like, go subscribe. Um, he's a man. Chase, thank you so much for joining us. And if you're watching right now, because we're an hour early, share, tweet it out, whatever, text it to your friends so that everybody can uh, check this out. Chase, I'm going to ask you to reach way back in time here. I was doing some, uh, wikipedia research here just looking for something you know like a little like fun like interesting fact good old and uh, uh, you you went to a texas powerhouse in high school yeah. you won three state championships correct um two two we lost we lost our junior year uh 1615 to oh. uh katie texas it's the school that andy dalton went to he didn't play he he's he's younger mm -hmm. than me but it's that school down there in katie and, and we that was our only loss in high school we went 47-1 so yeah, because you were thirty-one and one as a quarterback. Yeah, but bro, sophomore year you were at wide receiver. Yeah, hold dude, me I, down I, for the white boys, so, dude. Yeah. So you guys won't believe this, and probably no one on the internet will believe this. But go and ask Coach Todd Dodge, who is the premier legend head coach in all of Texas high school football. So he recruited me to play receiver. So I was freshman year. I was I was um. I was quarterback, and then my going into my sophomore year, that we had just gotten a guy by the name of Chase Wasson that had moved in, and he was a quarterback. Like he set all sorts of state records. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to be starting as a sophomore in varsity. So he was like, hey, you know, you need to go run track. You need to play baseball, all that stuff. So I run track. I kid you not, I run a 10 8 in the 100 meter dash. True. And, and he's like, wait, can you do that again? And I ran a 10 7. <laughs> and he was like, all right, you need, you need to, you need to play, you need to play receiver. And so sure enough, I played receiver. I was freaking the fourth on the team in catches. Okay. Fourth on the team in catches. I had 80 catches. What? Ooh, 80 catches. Dude, wait, we threw wait, the ball down the car. Not kidding you, dude. And only one touchdown and it was on a bubble screen. So I really wasn't that good. Like we had three receivers over 90 catches each. Mm. Like it was wait, nuts. Wait, dude. you had 80 something catches and only one touchdown in the yes. end. <laughs> and it was a bubble screen. It was a bubble screen. Have a house. Uh, yeah, was this, was this been the same time that like Brock Berlin was tearing it up at Evangel? No, that would have been earlier 2000s. I, th that I think that would have been maybe yeah. a few years before. But this yeah. was when passing revolution was infecting yeah. all of the school mm -hmm. and the spread. And were you calling plays off of wristbands at the time? So we, yeah, dude, we were, we were, I, lo I love the fact that you're taking back to you. No one likes to talk about this, but we were <laughs> honestly before our time, like we had, we had full on wristbands and I'm not kidding you. We had 160 plays on our oh wristband and we would look, we would do school. the, honestly, we would do the look right. Like the yellow cadence. Uh, yeah. Aaron, yeah. And then we'd look back and then the coach would signal in a play. So if they're in quarters, we're throwing a post over your head for a touchdown. Like we would just do that and we would go really fast. We had three or four tempos before tempo was even known. And so that's why Todd Dodge, my head coach is like sort of before his time in that aspect. So we would have that and we'd have this whole numbering system. It was like one, two, three, four, five, you know, cause there's no 
obviously quarterback to center uh, or, or quarterback to coach communication. So it was it was nuts, man. Like we were rolling, we were throwing the ball around. I mean, and honestly, the thing like my junior and senior year, we had a running back that uh, by the name of Aaron Luna. I'm sure a lot of people out there understand who he is, but he was drafted fifth round by the Cardinals baseball team and Man. was in AAA for a while, but was a baller. He ran for like 2,000 yards. I mean, I ran for 1,700 yards my junior year. <laughs> like we, we, we were putting up numbers, bro. It was impressive. Uh, All right, I, I want to ask you this, just for, for, for a quarterback playing receiver perspective. So as the third string quarterback, which I was in Kansas City, uh, certain duties come on to me on game day. And one of those duties are when the receivers don't show up on time to run routes, mm. I became the receiver. Chase is like, Aaron, mm. it's gonna fuck go up run the routes. Timing. And I'm, I, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> so I had to become a receiver. Uh, scout team during the week, if there's injuries, I had to play receiver as well. Chase, rank or grade my receiver skills during our timing. Because I had to play receiver for Chase. Because the receivers were injury, yeah. I had to go out there and play receiver. Yeah, I was pissed. Um, yeah, you weren't very good, honestly. Uh, what? But, but I will, I, I, what? I will say, I will say, you, you've you've got the medal for most improved because at yeah. first, if you if you remember, you you didn't used to wear gloves, and I'm like, no. I'm not going to take any any speed off my ball because you're not wearing gloves like an idiot. <laughs> so, like halfway through the year, you decided to go in and get some gloves, and you started catching some. You really struggled during the low throws. Like the low throws for you, you struggled. Oh, you were good. You were good up yes. here. So I had to put it at your tits or above. And if I did that, you were good. But anything below your knees, it was like you didn't understand like pinkies together under your knees. Oh, I'm, not you rece- I'm, not, I'm not going yeah. down. And, and going but you're an athlete. You're an yeah. athlete. So you should have been able. But I, I feel like you got most improved because at, at the start, it was good. We just had you running stick routes, shallow crosses. By the end of the year, you were running go balls, post routes, corner routes. Um, but I appreciate, I appreciate I'm matched, I'm matched up. up against T Bob. I'm matched up against our number one defense running. That's routes. what I'm saying. This is this is so this is so crazy because what the secret to Andy Reid's success is Aaron Murray running Aaron routes. Murray. Like, like nobody, I don't think anybody that watches the NFL would ever fathom that the third string quarterback would be out there running scout team Dude, routes you, at wide receiver. Do you remember, Aaron, when we were mm-hmm. in training camp? So we so the the T Bob, the, the quarterbacks for Andy, he always has them come early. So he has quarterbacks mm-hmm. and rookies come early for training camp. Yeah. So you're there like three days early. Really, the two um the two first days, really one full day, and then the second half day, then he gives the uh, the the starter and the backup quarterback off the second day. But then the third day, he's usually like, oh, go. But there, we literally had no one to play running back. There were zero rookie running backs. So I actually got to play rookie, like mm-hmm. running back an entire practice. Now, mostly dude, seven on you're seven. You're like, coach, hey, coach, like, I ran a 10-8. I mean, dude, you need somebody? I ran a 10-8. Yeah, not back then, but it was like, it was nuts. Almost pulled my hamstring a couple times. And, and, and then after mm-hmm. that, Andy was like, all right, no more quarterbacks no, running routes. Oh, my God. I, I, one, more, one more thing for, for T-Bob here, just just to, to, to love up on Chase some more for this little uh, menage a trois, as you like to properly say it. Chase is also a nine-inch boy with us. Hell yes, dude. Nine inch Kings. Let's go boys. Nine on the dot. By the way, um, Joe Burrow, nine and a quarter. Okay. That's all I'm saying, dude. Power start. No, Joe's nine on the dot. Pat Mahomes, nine and a quarter. Okay. Mm -hmm. We got a lot of good company here in the nine inch King club. Get out of here. Chase was nicknamed your 11 inch hands. Chase was nicknamed by Alex's Tiger Paul. Yeah, yeah. Didn't don't yeah. don't have big fingers, but could could grip it and rip it, baby. As long as it didn't rain, 
we were good. Yeah. Like yeah, if it yeah, rained, yeah, good yeah, yeah, luck. Yeah. Couldn't yeah. grip a football. Ch- couldn't do anything. Ch- Chase taught me the importance of of what it meant to prepare football properly when I got to mm. the NFL. That's what that was in Kansas City and Philly. Like sit down with the staff and say this is what needs to be done. Did Wait, so Chase, from, tell us then how do you how, how do you how do you prepare football? It's yeah, where'd you learn? Mud, man, it's Mississippi mud. Like same like, thing that the MLB I, does. Yeah, and I learned it from Alex Smith. And we huh. would get these footballs in, and, and they send just so many footballs oh. to the equipment rooms across the NFL, like like thousands upon thousands of footballs. Alex Smith, true story. He would go through every single football first, and right out of the out, out of the out of the basket, they were very oily and not good. Yeah, he would first look at the shape of the football. If it was a fat football, he would literally throw it away and be like, that's a punter ball. If it was pointy <laughs> on the edge, he'd be like, all right, that's it. So maybe we'd get 60% or 70% of the footballs would be to his liking. So that would go in a bucket. And then we had this guy named Shrop. He's still there. He's still <laughs> yeah, there. And he was an equipment manager for us. The best dude. Like they have the best yeah. equipment staff in all the world. Like anything you want or need or like to do your dry cleaning, ball, like, mud, everything. They do it for you. And so what what they would do, they, they would apply a thin layer of this. And I don't even know where they got it. Honestly, I don't know. I don't want to know where they got it. But it was this Mississippi type mud that had some stuff mm-hmm. to it. And they mm-hmm. uh, apply a thin layer of it to the football. They'd let it set overnight. And then in the morning, <clears throat> they would bake it at 400 for like 20 degrees, tw- 20 minutes. <laughs> then they would get the football out, let it sit and stand. And he would drop would go through every single football and he would just be brushing with the bristle mm-hmm. bristle brush as as Damn. much as he possibly could mm-hmm. and and then when that happened i think it was like a day or two that it would set and it would come off and it would just like it's like a very orange football when you first get out of the box but it would become mm-hmm. like dark brown and the mm-hmm. the grip and the nubs mm-hmm. like all that stuff matters especially to us nine inch kings like all of it matters mm-hmm. and i think that's what the biggest thing i learned was and i know murray learned was like mm-hmm. dude if you have the footballs just right like you can you can launch them well mm-hmm. and, and i mean and the nfl ball i mean the the spiral that you can achieve on the duke on that slightly fatter ball is just fantastic did uh look so Obviously, you know, with my LSU background, kind of Louisiana base here, uh, there's a lot of Drew Brees fans that 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 list the show and everything. Did, did Drew ever have anything like that? He he honestly didn't care as much. He he wanted the ball. He liked the ball a little bit fatter, so it was a little bit different of a, of a thing. But but I just know that that's all I knew, like my first four years of my career. But when I got to Alex, I was like, these are the balls that I'll yeah, Drew never really, yeah. really cared. Like he wasn't he wasn't crazy about it at all he was more crazy do you guys remember like watching him he used to have this insanely massive towel yeah and like this towel would go from like (laughs) middle of his leg to the other middle like i'm talking like super wide and he'd have them special made and he would actually put them on and if if it wasn't his if it was just like one of the nfl cars or uh towels that they gave you they would hate it so that was his like big thing was like let let me make sure i get a towel were y'all uh were y'all finger lickers Oh, totally. Hell yeah, dude. I mean, you got to. You, you got, got to, to. dude. I used to do yeah. a snap all the time, too. Aaron, were yeah. you a finger licker? I wasn't really a finger licker. No. Bitch. Um, what are you scared <laughs> of? Germs? Uh, yeah, I mean, would. Aaron's weird. Aaron wouldn't even shake people's hand. We learned this. So this is what I would do. People's hand before the game because he was so, so nervous. So, so my trick was, obviously, so we had great though. footballs, but I had a rosin bag 
and I would oh, spray nice, the yeah. rosin bag with okay. um, sunscreen. So it got a little extra tacky and I would huh. stick it in well, my like hands and I would, yeah. and I would touch that before to get an extra little, little stick up on my fingers, which I don't think it's technically sunscreen and rosin are legal. Uh, maybe the combination is illegal, but I would have that in my pants. And I would touch that did, to get a little. Extra did you ever mess mess with the Gorilla Grip, the towel, the Gorilla Grip towel? No, I never messed with the Gorilla Grip. We did that in college before it was yeah. illegal. Like I had like a Gorilla Grip towel that I would go and just like these three fingers just like real sticky, yeah, real sticky coming off that last finger. Like, yep. Well, and speaking of. I mean, obviously, you're a fucking dog in college, a Heisman finalist, dominated at Mizzou, brought Mizzou to damn near natty, Cotton Bowl win. Um, I remember all of it very clearly. Well, I mean, 07 was my freshman year at LSU, so unfortunately, we were kind of the beneficiaries of uh, y'all's disappointment. Um, But, God, that's an awkward place to take. I didn't mean to bring up bad memories. Let's talk about Mizzou real quick here, Chase. Because how about it, dude? M I Z Z O U. The wow. fucking Tigers are back in a big yeah. way. Uh, how you feel about how the offseason went? Um, I like it. You know, we we lost obviously our, our DC, who's boys with with drink and Baker to yeah. LSU. Um, so you guys got a, a hell of a dude. Like like I went in like so. Let me just rewind. Like I, I hadn't been back to Mizzou uh, in the non playing time in maybe 14 years because I was playing oh, really? during NFL season because oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I hadn't been back. So obviously first year out, <clears throat> I was able to go back last year in August, like early August when they were in training camp. And I was there for 36 hours and just all access, like every meeting, all the quarterback meetings. I sat in Blake Baker's meetings, um, uh, like drinks office. We were talking stress, like all sorts of stuff. I was able to, to end the, in the, in the session with a, a, I talked to the team for like 20 minutes. It, it was like, I mean, like it was the first time in 20, in like 20 years, 14 years that I'd been back just cause I couldn't get back. So it was cool to see the inner workings. You could tell that they, they were going to be special. Right. And that they had, they really felt good about their quarterback. And I think that was the biggest thing, right? Uh, was the quarterback play that they got. And obviously everyone knows about Cody Schrader and look, uh, D Rob on defense is going to be drafted high. Ennis Rakestraw is going to be drafted high. Like we're going to have some guys go in the first round, I think. Uh, and it's a special time, but obviously when you lose a, a coordinator like that, um, y- you know, it's a, it's a big deal. And, and um, you know, when you're able to get Kirby Moore, all these guys have made such a huge difference. So it's going to be an interesting time for this offseason. I know they're starting spring ball right now, but just talking with drink, like we're pretty, pretty close and pretty tight and just the yeah. direction of the program, mm-hmm. right? Like, like not only do we lose uh, like Baker, but you lose our, our AD right as well. So all that stuff matters. And I think really people are looking toward drink as sort of the the person to hold it together for now mm-hmm. uh went out hired a really good uh dc and and look we're excited about where things are going and obviously you know our two losses last year were two two guys and i was at that game uh t bob at that lsu was, that's, that's, that yeah, one's crazy dude it, well it was it was it was when Jaden took over like we we were yeah, in control mm-hmm. and Jaden just said hey you know what i'm just gonna mess around with you guys and in the fourth quarter like unstoppable yeah. And if you if you really think about it, you if we win that game, we're in the college football playoff. Yeah. Or if we beat a Georgia team, which we were y'all were better than us that day. Like it was it wasn't even yeah. close, obviously. But like we went toe to toe with you guys in Athens and we played you guys two straight, uh, years. Two straight years. So Mizzou is Kirby Kryptonite. I, I think yep. that's sort of the belief, right? Aaron, you can talk about it too. Mm-hmm. Like the belief a little bit. 
in your program, in your players to say, hey, we can play with the LSUs. We can play with the Georgias. What we were able to do against Ohio State, I don't care. You can't tell me one thing about who they didn't play or who they do play. Mm-hmm. When you beat Great. Ryan Day in Ohio Great. State Great. in a bowl yeah. game, like it sets the tone for this coming year. So I'm excited about that. I want to ask you about, because you and I experienced it when we were in Kansas City, or I think it was my second year. We were overseas playing in London, and we are playing Detroit. And I memory is correct. At halftime, Coach Reed gave the play-calling duties over to, to Doug. Yeah. And we went out there and dominated the second half. And then kind of from there, there was like that working relationship. And I know Andy's kind of given on and off. Eli gave up the play-calling duties this year, and we saw the offensive explosion from the locker rooms you've been in and the offensive minds you've been around and head coaches that do call plays, is that going to be harder and harder to do going forward, both NFL, college, or is it mostly just going to be a little bit harder to do in college, in your opinion? <sighs> That's such a good question. I I do think, um, like, I, I can tell you right now, I haven't really said this to, to anyone. Um, like, I, I talked to Drink about that. Like, that was my biggest thing. Is like, hey, you're giving up play calling duty. Like, how do you feel about it? And he's like, Chase, honestly, like, the guy we got, Kirby Moore, like, coming over, like, he's got it. Like, I'll still have my hand on it and the pulse on it. But nowadays, in the age of a transfer portal, in the age of where you're recruiting your own players, in the age of NIL, like, I have so much other stuff to worry about. And quite honestly, two years ago, that sort of hurt our offense. Like, we didn't we didn't innovate enough. People mm-hmm. were starting to get us. And, and I just, yeah. like, appreciated the honesty to that. You know, and, and, and that is the case with college nowadays. It's like you got so much other stuff than the 14 games on the field you got to worry about as a head coach. And so I applaud him. I think it's great. Obviously, he still has the vision of the program, right? These CEO-type coaches. I think you're going to see that a lot more, especially in college. In the NFL, um, like you mentioned, Andy Reid, I, I think it's a good thing that it's a collaboration, right? Like, at least mm-hmm. I can speak to Andy. There's two to three coaches on the offensive side of the ball that are in that meeting with, with Andy coming up with plays. Like, everyone else brings their ideas, but at the end of the day, it's Matt Nagy, it was Eric Bieniemy when he was there, mm-hmm. and it was Andy Reid in that meeting room drawing up plays for base downs, third downs, red zone, all that stuff. So I think it's a little bit more collaboration in college, but I do think you're going to start seeing that. And as you've seen this year, the amount of college coaches leaving to go to the NFL they all want to, sir. There's just limited spots. Everybody's limited spots. Yes, because the day and age of college mm-hmm. football and how you're having to deal with stuff and how you're having to recruit your own guys now, the transfer portal, like all this stuff. I, I think it's good for college football, but you got to figure out a way to to find a fine line, or you're going to see some of these really good coaches leaving. It's. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I want to ask you. I want to say this real quick. T, sorry. You put we all played in the BCS era, and none of us played in the playoff era. Obviously, it would have benefited me, would have benefited you to have yeah. a playoff to be able to have an opportunity. Like, do you like the overall direction? Like, you're an NFL guy, you you know, that's that's your bread and butter. But obviously, have like T Bob said, like you had this incredible history in the college yeah. space. Obviously, you know football. Is it good? We talked about it yesterday a little bit. Is it good that college football is becoming a little more like the NFL in certain aspects? Um, I, I think it is. I, I think you're seeing the game evolve in college. And and I do think, I mean, like talk, like I, I'm just going to reference uh, coach drink in Missouri. He's like, dude, we're yeah. going to have to hire a, ca- a salary cap guy. 
Yes. Like, like just being 100%. completely honest with you, you got to make like it. That's it does. And obviously they were at the front and forefront of that Missouri legislation to let mm -hmm. NIL and everything that they did to pass that. So he's very aware. And I think I have a very good feel on like their direction and how they're going about stuff. Um, I, I do think that you are taking away obviously some of the amateur status, right? When you're able to make this money, I do think that you're going to have to figure out a way in college football and I'm sure you guys have talked about it like everyone else. This is like a no-duh statement. To make it fair, you can't just have these five teams out there with these collectives that are just insanely just loaded with money and say, mm -hmm. we'll pay a million dollars per player. I don't care what you do or what you what you have. Like the Ole Miss, dude, I, I'm sure you guys saw it. The Ole Miss quarterback, I don't even know his name because I'm not up to date. He just got a private Jackson jet. Dart. Yeah, oh, man, oh, man. Man. Like, what? <laughs> like, good for you, but, oh, like, man. imagine the players on these teams. Like, if you're the punter and you're like, the quarterback has a, like, oh, man. Like, all right, I got to go find something. So, I just or you got to like, be boys with the quarterback. Yeah. That should be the quarterback line. of an SEC school. Going to the the Kappa Delta house and saying, "Hey, who wants to go take a spring trip on my PJ? <laughs> Let's go to Panama City or Destin." Uh, it is it is crazy though because I, I mean I kind of feel like um, there has been I I don't know I thought it was going to lead to a further concentration of power and you're right I mean you look at Ohio State 13 million roster all that like that's kind of mm. unattainable for majority schools but it has democratized the sport in a way that isn't bad because it opens the door for Mizzou or an Ole Miss to yeah. say hey look we have emotional buy-in that can now become economic buy-in and we can fucking do it dude I'm real I want to get into prospects but one more on Mizzou real quick here uh Brady Cook because when you look at returning quarterbacks in the country next year I yeah. mean top five top three what's your evaluation of cook i think he's a top five guy coming back this year honestly like i i do like i, I think so it, as you guys are aware this is your bread and butter college um but for people out there that is following me that aren't really uh keen on this college stuff if you remember before uh, the start of last year right drink opened up the quarterback competition and made brady cook sort of fight for his right to be the starter at the University mm -hmm. of Missouri. And and I thought that was great, but it was just a play to be like, dude, just get your get your stuff in gear. Like like you need to you need to pick it up. And and coach Drink was like very honest with him and and we talked about it too like, hey dude, you need to work on your deep ball accuracy. You need to work on being a, a more vocal leader and and you need to work on getting out of trouble, don't making a bad play worse. Like, don't make a bad play worse. And I think if you look at, he really went to the lab and really worked hard on those three things. And you rewatch his film. Obviously, he has really good skill players. Luther Burden, in my opinion, is the best in the country. Like, I don't care what you say. Mm -hmm. Like, he with the ball in his hand, Luther Burden can make mm -hmm. plays happen. And I think you're starting to see that. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes about this year when teams have more film on him. And I do think that it was sort of a, a thing to where. Hey, Brady really stepped, maybe not, not out of his comfort zone, but but became a more vocal leader, um, got a lot uh, more confidence? interested in winning and okay. confidence and everything like that. And I think that was the biggest thing because when I went there and I sat in these meetings uh, uh, with the other quarterbacks, like we had like seven quarterbacks, which is like, I'm like, how many quarterbacks do you need <laughs> on a roster? But when I sat in, and Kirby Moore runs those meetings and you could tell 
You could tell within 10 minutes of sitting in a meeting that Brady Cook was the guy. Mm-hmm. Mentally, emotionally, even physically out on the field. Like, like it, in my opinion, I was very impressed with him on the board mentally. I'm like, how, okay, how is he going to do that in practice? But you could just tell, right, Aaron? Like, you've been in those meetings. Like, all right, this guy gets it. Like, what are your reads? Where are you going? And they'd ask other quarterbacks, and they'd get it, but it'd take a long time to answer. And he was just so on point. And I'm excited to see what he has. Like, I, I do think, um, like, the arm strength needs to improve to play at the next level. But I do think he's got a shot. Like, I, I really do. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how this year goes with him. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's give the prospects a little bit. So Chase on his channel uh, did a little little breakdown of Caleb five days ago, and, and I know that's going to be the big one. Everyone's talking about Caleb Williams heading into the draft, and we'll get to the other guys as well. But to me, it's a clear cut. There's no doubt he's the number one quarterback in this draft. When you watch him, a couple things. Like, one, is he clear cut number one? Is there a big gap between him and the other ones? And then, two, it's hard not to talk about Caleb and then talk about Patrick Mahomes. Talk about their games yeah. a little bit and the similarities that you see or even differences that you've seen between the two. Well, I think I think when you start with Caleb, like the arm and the pocket awareness are elite. Like, like uh, first of all, I think I do think he's the clear cut number one. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about this in a second. I don't think it's like night and day above certain others, but I do think everyone, including myself, when you break down Caleb Williams and watch him play, they do get this Patrick Mahomes feel for these broken plays, this escapability. Mm-hmm. He's got the broken play potential like Mahomes. And, and, and I'd say the biggest thing that it's almost a crutch to him because he knows if his first read's not there, he can then take off. And so I think that the the, the thing that I want to see at the next level, can he run an NFL offense? Can he mm-hmm. just yeah. go out there and go pure progression, get through his reads? That's probably one thing that a lot of people aren't talking about is like, he's so good at that. He's like, all right, I can look at one or two and roll. And I do think like everyone talks about arm talent at the next level. Like everyone has is going to have arm strength, the arm talent, mm-hmm. different angles, different platforms. Can you throw in a tight pocket? To me, it is it is insane. Like you actually really go and break down his film. Like I went down. I mean, the, the film that you're talking about, I broke I broke down the Notre Dame game. It was the worst game of his career. He threw three interceptions. Two were really mm-hmm. bad, just bad spots. But then you see all these bright spots where he starts bringing them back. They end up losing, obviously. But I think that's what teams want to see out of them is like, stop playing this hero ball, right? Like don't play this hero ball mentality. And everyone talks about it. You don't need to do that at the next level. And I do think that if you look at his junior film, I think his junior film was better than his senior film, but his senior film, he had, dude, I'm telling you that offensive line, was his offensive so line bad. was good junior year too, dude. That was one of yes. USC's strengths. That's why they yes. were eleven and one at first. Yep. Yes, really and and I and I think I think it, I took a, a a tumble down his senior year. The offensive line play was not great. I don't think they had anyone doing separation, uh, mm-hmm. getting separation on the second level of the receiver. So I do think when you do get in the NFL, you're going to have those type players. So you got to be able to trust it. What about uh, then? Okay, let's just go right after Caleb. Obviously, then. You know, preseason, it was really kind of Drake May, Michael Penix Jr., Jane Daniels comes on out of nowhere. Uh, who do you have scored as QB2, or is it even that clear cut and dry? Maybe just talk about the relative like strengths and weaknesses of a May and a Daniels. Do you evaluate yeah, them? I think it's Jaden Daniels. I I, I think yeah. it's clear cut number two. Like, like okay. uh, and I and I don't think Drake May, like first of all, you do tears. Like it's Caleb Williams, uh Drake May, Jaden Daniels. Like I don't really care what area yes, you put them in. Like the tier to me is Caleb Williams and then Drake May and Jaden Daniels are in that second tier. And then there's a steep drop off after those mm-hmm. three. 
And and I say steep, like they're still going to be, there might be five guys picked in the first round, honestly, because there's so many quarterback needy teams. But when you look at uh, Jaden, when I started watching his film last week, I was um, really impressed with his arm strength. Like the arm jumps out. I, I was not expecting that watching it. Uh, and I, and I, I had a couple of tweets yesterday and, and even LSU retweeted it. So I guess they're following me, but like <laughs> the back shoulder type throws oh. that Jaden does, like mm. specifically the Florida game I watched, it was just time and time and time again. I'm like, this is not normal. Like, like, as you know, Aaron, mm-hmm. like it's tough and it's difficult to throw a back shoulder throw and to complete a back shoulder throw in the NFL. This dude is doing it better than anyone, including Caleb Williams. Obviously, like the Florida game, he ran for 234. <laughs> I'm just like, he's taken off. I'm like, so in my opinion, he's like, wow, he's a much better athlete than I think people give him credit for. Obviously, mm-hmm. highly pr- productive player, ha- has started five years. Like all that stuff matters. Um, and, and one of the big things I think he's going to have to learn at the next level and I think really all of them are going to have to learn at the next level is how to not take a hit. Like I think Jaden mm. takes way too many hits, and, and he runs kind of high too. Dude. He, he takes like high hit. Hit. <laughs> Yeah, he has to protect himself better and get through progressions a little bit better. I, I think the get through progressions better you could say for all five because mm. it's just the college ball mentality. Um, and, and so I really, I, I mean, I really like Jaden Daniels. And then you go to Drake May. It's it's like it's like flash here, flash there. It feels like half of their offense is him running and scrambling just up the middle. Like he does not get through progressions as well, obviously. Like as, but I think he's probably better at it. Um, and he honestly, like, and I was talking to a couple OCs and GMs, and they sort of agreed. Like he sort of reminds me of like a Justin Herbert, like big, uh, yeah. strong like tall dude, prototypical size, can throw at all different angles, um, unexperienced. And mm-hmm. look, he's, he, in my opinion, he's got that gunslinger mentality. That can be good or bad. So you got to be able to, to, to protect the football. But it, it just, the problem, I say the problem, he's probably going to go in the top three. The thing about him is just the, the inexperience factor, right? It's just he mm-hmm. hasn't played a lot of games at all. He hasn't played a lot of snaps. Um, but I do think the ceiling's really high for him. So you, you bring up the... The difficulty of going from college to the NFL, I, I think it's even more difficult now with some of these offenses you do see in college. And there's two quarterbacks that, to me, one I don't think should be a top two round guy. And I'm hearing a lot of people say he needs a first round guy. And another one I think has first round potential talent, but hasn't played a lot of football. hasn't hasn't been asked to do a lot of of, of playing. And, and the first one's Bo Nix in that offense he ran in Oregon. Uh, and the second one is JG McCarthy. Like, yeah. how hard is it to judge those two guys? One that runs a spread offense with a lot of bubble screens, and the one at Michigan who at times only had to throw the ball 10 times per game. Like, how can you project those guys in the first round with that offense and that lack of, I would say, um, production based on the offense that he was in? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, I, I'll start with like Bo Nix. Like, 30% of his completions were at or behind the line of scrimmage in 2023. Like 30%. That is a very high number. That's from NFL research. I had them look at that. I'm like, it seems to me like a lot of these throws are, and they were like, sure is you're onto something. Um, But honestly, like I like, I like Bo better than I like, I like JJ. Like, I I think that with Bo, you see a player that was at Auburn, a completely different player than he's at in Oregon. I do think the scheme and the personnel around him make him better, made him better, but I think he's matured a lot as a player obviously five-year starter played a a lot of a lot of games and obviously like the leadership skills right like the intangibles 
for Bo Nix from people that I've talked to are really there. And it just looks like it's easy for him to throw the ball and, and move around well. And, and then you're, you're asking about, well, how do these project in the first round? Dude, if you follow the NFL at all, like we sort of have a quarterback problem. Oh, yeah. So, so like, like I would say the bottom 10 to 11 guys in this league, you're just like, oh, they're pretty interchangeable. And so when the new hottest commodity comes around, when you can prove to yourself as a scout or a GM that you really love these guys, like you might reach, like I could see one of these guys going to the Vikings. Like, actually, I have Bo Nix going to the Vikings. Like, because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen with Kirk Cousins. He might be a guy to sit and to, to run Kevin O'Connell's offense, and you're going to love him. Like, he, he's shown that the arm, the talent, it's all on the same level as as current NFL quarterbacks for the most part. Like, I don't know if he's the top tier, but I liked him. And then with, and with JJ, JJ for me was the hardest um, to really dissect because they don't ask mm-hmm. him to do a lot. No. But they, re- they really don't. And so, mm-hmm. like, I want to see him on third and 10 drop back and throw a freaking dagger in the middle of a field versus cover three when it shouldn't be completed. He just, he has flashes like that. It just doesn't show up. Obviously, good athlete when he's, when he's it's um, a lot of the beginning of the legs. season for him. I mean, it was yeah. early on the season. They weren't playing a lot of great teams, but you saw flashes of the arm strength, and it just the end of the season yeah. was not a like, good conclusion. Yeah. And all the tangibles, like you said, are there. It's just yep. he lacks experience, and I think that's a big thing talking mm-hmm. with NFL GMs, talking with coordinators, talking with head coaches. They want guys that have played a lot of football, right? Yeah. And they want guys who have played a lot of football at the highest um, level, and so that will help him. Like I wouldn't, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if all five go in the first round. It's just, it's just a crazy draft, especially guys. We're not talking enough about next year's prospects led by Quinn Ewers, which is South Lake Carroll guy. That's the, that's the guy (laughs) in my opinion. (laughs) And it's just a much lower class in terms of ability next year. So GMs understand that and might reach on a guy this year. But I want to ask you that because this kind of goes into that discussion. I know a lot of people have kind of already put the narrative out there that this class is going to be one of the greatest quarterback classes of all time. There's all this talent. And I do sit back and look at it and say, like, I love Caleb. I like Jaden. You talked about Drake has a lot of questions. These other two have a lot of questions. Like, is it as good as what we maybe made it out to be months ago? Or is it mostly for the fact of we did make this narrative and the quarterback's a you know, the, the quarterback is a, a much needed spot in the NFL. That it's all kind of a perfect storm for this this year's class. Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's a perfect storm, but I do think that from top to bottom, <clears throat> including some more guys in here, it is the deepest, like draft wise, talent wise, mm-hmm. a skill position wise that it's been in quite some time. And I think understanding that along with next year's class not being great, along with a quarterback problem in the NFL that we have on the lower 10, 10 guys of the, that all adds together. Right. So I do think it's sort of a perfect storm, but honestly, like I have been focused so much on NFL until maybe a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Yeah. I started watching these guys. I'm like, Okay, like I had heard the narratives out there, but I really hadn't like watched the all twenty-two. I'd watched some film, and it, and when I watch these guys, I'm I'm pretty impressed with it. And and I've and, and like so I'm my eyes are new to it, and I think guys that maybe have watched it for a long time, maybe sort of like okay, well, let's find something in a narrative to to talk. But I do think, just for me personally, I do think it's a pretty deep deep draft. So process. you mentioned the quarterback problem in the NFL, and that's I, I've always thought about quarterback because like. Me and my old man talk about this, right? He's like you. He paid 15 years professional quarterback, right? And it's like, it's a job 
that requires such an insane mixture of mental competence, processing power, and athleticism that on the planet, there's maybe like, what, 15 guys at yeah. any given time that can play at a level that their fan base will deem acceptable, and 15 <laughs> might even be friendly, yes. right? Like, everybody else yeah. is like, I don't know, fuck this guy. Like, like Kirk Cousins. Yeah. It's like the Kirk Cousins-Mendoza line, right? If you're better than Cousins, they're in love with you. If you're worried, they're not. But, like, Cousins yeah. is actually awesome. He'll probably make, like, $50 million yeah, a year in his sure. next contract. Yeah. So is it even feasible to have like to to solve the quarterback problem or is it just inherent to the position because it requires such an insane combination of skills it's just inherent to the position i mean you you take like first of all okay i'm just gonna go out and say like i think i know what i'm looking at because i've played 14 years and i've played at the high level and i've seen a lot of stuff dude we got no clue what we're talking <laughs> look last year at brock purdy mystery relevant yeah. should have been the mvp if he wouldn't have thrown four interceptions uh against the baltimore ravens and and like takes the team to the super bowl no no one in their right mind was picking him at all he's lucky he got mm -hmm. drafted he went to iowa state in the middle of nowhere no one talked about him so like the Tom Brady's of the world, you can get good players. It's all about fit in coaching. So yeah, I think these guys are going to have it. And I would say you're 15. I would go seven, dude, maybe six fan bases are like, we got our guy yeah. and GMs are like, we got our guy. It's just so difficult to play the position. Obviously you got to have the, the mental, uh, Mental strength, you got to have the physical strength, but you got to have a good coach, man. You got to have a scheme mm, yeah. that fits yourself, and you got to have an offensive coordinator that decides, hey, we're going to build the scheme around Caleb Williams or Jaden Daniels or Drake May, all that stuff for it to work. And oh, by the way, as you guys know, you can be the best quarterback in the world, but if your 10 other guys around you are awful and don't play mm. really well, you're not going to be good. That's just that's just how it is. Well, I mean, it's so funny. We, we ignore it. You're right. We ignore the the situation all the time. I, th I think the prime example of this is Tua, right? When yeah. Tua has Brian yeah. Flores, you know, oh, is he a bust? He's just that. And then all of a sudden, Mike McDaniel shows up, and Tua looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the entire totally. NFL. Um, totally. Speaking of a good fortuitous fit, uh, you were a part of the magic that happened back in New Orleans, 2009, getting a Super Bowl. I mean, saving yeah. the city, completing the return <laughs> from Katrina. It's unbelievable what it meant to people down here. But I'll never forget watching the parade. And our guy Drew was fucked up on that float. And and I have this like mental image, and because he's not someone who you see kind of let the guard down that much. Mm, but I had this yeah. not publicly at least, right? I had this mental image burn in my brain. You were basically like his holdback coach on the float, making sure he stayed alive. Uh, were you aware of your responsibility going into that Super Bowl parade? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, the the drinks were flowing <laughs> at like six a.m. that morning, and and I'd like that was one of the coolest days. Like obviously, the after party, the Super Bowl was great. But then, like, we go down there in New Orleans, and um, it's Mardi Gras time, and all yep. the crews in Mardi Gras, first of all, it's a huge, it's a huge deal. They let us ride on all their floats, like yep. Bacchus oh, and Demian, all that. Oh. So it's like, that's a huge deal before they are able to do that. So we're on the float. It's the all offensive lineman. It's me, Mark Brunel, and Drew Brees is sitting in, like, the king seat of Bacchus or whatever it was. And we had been, I mean, the tequila was flowing. Like, we were having a good time celebrating, as we should. And I just remember like halfway through, not even halfway through. First of all, the parade route was like two miles. I'm like, oh, we'll be done in, in an hour. Like uh -huh. it took eight hours. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Eight oh, hours. 
This is the with way. <laughs> having some some cold ones with with the crew in the offensive <laughs> linemen. And I just remember Brunel like two hours in, he's like, Hey Chase. I'm like, what? He's um, like, We're gonna have to hold Drew like up. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, he's almost fall, fell off the float five separate times. I was like, Oh sh- okay. So I'm just up there just like holding, holding this, holding his like sweatshirt up, and he's just like, Oh my gosh, and we're throwing and he was he had a great time that day, uh, to say the least. It was, I mean, it was all one of the most magical times in the city's history for sure. And this has been one of the most magical times in Snap's history, Chase. Uh, I cannot thank you enough. Uh, this was so much fun. Again, you already know you want to go check out the Chase Daniel show on YouTube. Uh, go subscribe again. You want actual film breakdown. Think about it. 14 years of NFL experience. And I imagine it's like you're grinding. Like you probably learned to love grinding film in your career. Mm-hmm. And so like, do you still love it? Is that, is that why you still do this? You just love yeah, being just, in the it, all 22. Yeah. You know, when, when I, when I decided to move on to media um, this past year, there were some, some really good opportunities and I'm just like, I gotta, I gotta stay around the game. It was either coaching or media. And if I coached, my wife would divorce me. Like I've yep. done so much yep. this game. Like it's just, it, it wasn't in the cards right now. Um, and, and like, I got access to, to college and NFL all 22 and it's just something, I mean, Aaron, you know, right. You've been, mm-hmm. I just love studying film. Cause I like, I like understanding what different teams are doing with different players and, and, and my job or not my job. I, I really of all the things I do like this YouTube channel to me with the breakdowns that I'm doing, like, I just want to teach ball to people. Like I want, I want yeah. people to learn. And I could have never imagined that it would have taken off. Um, like it's taken off right now. So it's fun. And, and I think that's my biggest thing is like, Hey, I have so much knowledge just from being around so many different players and teams and stuff. Like I want to be able to teach it. And so that's sort of my, my goal in these 20 to 25 minute videos is to show you what teams are doing, but also to sort of teach you football for the betterment of the game. Hey, spe- and- speaking of, speaking of film, I lived in, I lived with Chase for about three months in Philly. Mm, Philly. Oh, wow. Chase would wake my ass up every morning at like five o'clock in the morning, come banging on the door, get your ass up. We got to go watch film. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Jumping yeah. the Jeep. It is funny with though, his over, overinflated tires be bouncing on those damn yeah, the Jeep streets. Was so in bouncing. Philly. You kind of, uh, you, you, you kind of fucked our boy, Aaron. Because he got caught behind one of the greatest uh, backup quarterbacks in NFL history, dude. He just kept cooking him, dude. That's funny. Chase, I can't thank you enough, man. You've been so gracious with your time. I know you're super busy, so thank you. And look, you can check Chase Daniel's show on YouTube. you got the podcast of Trey Wingo once a week. Also, all over the YouTube channel, the Athletic Football Show. Follow him on uh, Twitter, at Chase Daniel. Uh, Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. All right. uh, Tier from the DraftKings, we got a little more snaps to wrap up the show. Get in on the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Check this out, guys. If you're a new customer, use the promo code TBOB, T-B-O-B. You deposit $5 or more, you get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000, which if you lose, you'll get that money back in bonus bets, okay? So for me, South Louisiana, I'm a massive Pelicans fan the birds are hot right now. I'm playing props. I'm betting lines. But the point is, I'm supporting the birds. Look, you bet however you see fit. Your favorite NBA team, your favorite trends. It's all there for you. The place to play is at the DraftKings Sportsbook. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TBOB, T-B-O-B, and new customers get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 if your first bet loses. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBOB. The crown is yours. 
gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, one no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash promos for deposit, wagering, and eligibility restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. cigarette that was fun it was a lot of fun dude oh man i love chase what a firecracker of energy um okay real quick here close out the show uh espn 80 best college football quarterbacks since 2000 mm-hmm. we are firmly in the off season mm-hmm. uh here's the top 10 number one we'll see if we agree or disagree number 10 RG3, nine, Marcus Mariota, eight, Lamar Jackson, seven, Kyler Murray, six, Deshaun Watson, five, Joe Burrow, four, Tim Tebow, three, Vince Young, two, Cam Newton, and number one, Baker Mayfield. Mm. How about it, Aaron? Mm. QB1, what do you think? Uh, Baker at one. I, I don't know if I'm putting Baker at one. Um, you know, you, I, to me, it's, you know it's, who I want one. Yeah, I know. I to me, it's 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 a mixture of the, my top three, and you can put them in any order you want because they're all very different with the way they play. Top three, whatever order you want: Tebow, Cam, Joe, Burrow. Those are my top three. I think those that, th- those should be hmm. your top three. What about Deshaun Watson? I like Deshaun too. I like Deshaun. I'm tempted like Deshaun to put Deshaun in over Tebow. Or if you, you wanted to go Tebow over, Tebow. no, I don't hate Tebow. I don't hate you Tebow. I don't hate Tebow. I, I, I was going to say, in fact, you could maybe take Burrow out of there because it was one year. Um, but it yeah, was but like that was maybe year. the greatest. But so was Cam. So Cam was one yeah, year. Yeah, but but Cam also had success at Blinn and everything yeah, else. I right? don't count that though. Um, he's remembered for the one year at Auburn. Uh, wait, where did uh? Okay, wait. So PG has linked Aaron Murray on this list. Where where did Aaron comes in number forty seven? Top fifty Murray. Resurrected the Mark Richt era in Athens, leading the dogs to within seconds of the BCS championship in 2012, and not only and not only finishing the most passing yards in the history of the SEC, but finishing nearly a thousand yards ahead of second place Drew Locke and nearly two thousand yards ahead of third place David Green. Suck it, David Green. There's only one Georgia quarterback that I recognize. It's my nine-inch king. With his tacky mm. rosin bag stuffed quarter, in bitches. his pants, nine and a quarter, to try to make his dick look bigger. Um. All right. So if I had to re-rank the top five, you know, you know how I, I go. Cam Newton there. one. I, I go Cam Newton one with a bullet, dude. Okay. I mean, five, you saw five, the fight the other day, dude. Five, not even, not even four people trying to fuck our guy up could handle it. Right. We'll do Cam one, Joe two, Tim three, Deshaun four. Okay. I I, right. I, I could do that. Who do we five, want to be five? Five would be Baker, Vince, or Baker. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Vince. It's tough because Vince suffers from a little bit of a different era to where yeah. his numbers don't look as overwhelming, no. but at the time they were mind blowing. I'll put right? Baker at five. I'll put Baker and he, at five. And, but but Vince did. But Vince did straight up fucking win a natty, win a natty right? Yeah. 
but Baker's story coming from being a walk on and just like mm-hmm. consistently betting on himself. It's hard not to be. Let's do, let's, so let's do, this is our, this is our snaps top five. We'll put, we'll put our graphic out official yes. stamp of approval. Yeah. Snaps top five quarterbacks of the twenties or two thousands. Uh, we got cam one. We have, uh, Joe Burrow Joe two. two, Tim, Tim Tebow three. three, Deshaun four, yeah. Baker five. Um, five. Okay. I, I agree. I'm I'm down with it. Um, how about uh so you were right in between uh you were ahead of Byron Leftwich, Aaron, and you were right behind Colt Brennan. Rest in peace to Colt. Um Hawaii legend. Um I like that list. I I, I think it's a pretty good top five. Yeah. That we just put together there. Um look, massive thank you. I know we came on a bit early today. So massive thank you. Uh, Dave's here says Vince Young is the best QB I've seen in college. Are we sure we want Baker over Vince at five? Yes. Okay. Uh, massive, massive thank you to everybody joining us. You know, we're an hour early. Can't thank Chase Daniel enough. And again, guys, for real, if you want to uh, really learn football, like his YouTube channel is invaluable. It is. It is awesome. Texas rocks. Terrible top five. Just lousy. Look, Vince is, he's OLI, right? He's, he's number six. He's OLI. He's just on the outside looking in and Texas rocks. You should be happy because if you noticed it, uh, Chase Daniels just told you, he thinks Quinn yours is the best quarterback in the country next year. Um, has T Bob said actual date to get his haircut short yet? The audience deserves some firm notice. Uh, again, I have to double check my brother's wedding, but it's in April. I'm officiating it. Um, so my wife says I have to keep my hair because she loves my hair where it's at currently. After the wedding, the fuckboy fade will be uh, the first. Okay, I get my hair cut on Wednesdays. That'll be the first Wednesday after the wedding. I will officially show up with a fuckboy fade that Thursday. And me and Aaron can finally become the Tampa 2 that we've always. And I'm not talking about Monty Kiffin. I'm Should talking about the time for the, the Bitcoin, the Bitcoin halvings right about then as well. So like you'll be full. So do I need to sell that. at that point? What do I need to do when they have it? Do I need to sell? Do I need a whole yeah, hodl? No, wait, wait, how sell. about this? <clears throat> do I need a hodl? Hodl. hodl. Look at me. Hodl up, Look at me. Am I a crypto guy? Am yeah. I a crypto guy now? Um, yeah. uh, Texas Rocks, Vince is one. Disagree on Quinn. He still frustrates me. LOL. Uh, how the fuck do you not know the dates is Jav solo? I live my life. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm what you would call detail agnostic. You know, I just kind of take things as they come. But, uh, to your point, I, I, I probably should shit. I got to make sure I'm still a minister. I married my sister. So I, I, I could technically marry Barry and baptize Aaron. If you're ever feeling a little like you need some forgiveness, <laughs> you can come to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, I can, I can help okay. you out. We're good. Um, you want to hear a funny memory? Some guy, T Bob, never do what your wife wants. We need to have a private talk about a long term marriage. It's not happy wife, happy life. It's happy king, happy kingdom. Um, I don't right now. That's fucking awful advice. Uh, That that is going to fuck you. Please, nobody listening. Like, I don't care. I got, I got. I got a few firm rules in this life. A new firm rule is don't buy drugs from strangers. Uh, like if you're on a bachelor party or something, you cannot buy street drugs anymore. It's too no. fucking sketchy. You mm-hmm. got to line it up ahead of time or you just got to go with that. Okay. One of the other rules would definitely be happy wife, happy life. Um, yeah. I, I, I think that's probably for the best. You want to hear a funny memory I had today? Mm. 
uh, we were talking about like our crushes. Uh, so Stephen A. Smith had a question of like, you know, uh, every decade you've been alive, who'd you have a crush on? Right. And so for the nineties, for me, one was Danielle Fisher, um, from boy meets world, of course, Topanga, just yeah. like mm. absolute babe. Um, but the other was Britney Spears. And I thought this was pretty creative. Okay. Uh, my young 11, 12 year old fantasy was that me and Britney Spears would do a freaky Friday and we would body switch. And while I was in her body, I was going to take a bunch of pictures of my boobs and I was going to mail them back to my actual home address so that when we switched bodies back in my mail, I would have pictures of Britney Spears boobs. That's actually genius, dude. You don't think that's creative at all? You're a weird person, bro. I think, bro, I think I think that makes all the sense in the world, dude. I, I felt like, I feel like I'm still proud of that scheme. Thank, I don't thank know how you your going. Friday. No, your service. My service with the crap or your uh, my service with the good guy. I didn't no, hear that nonsense that came out of your mouth. Uh who who is your who's your who's your two thousands or nineties crush then? <laughs> for the eighties for me, it is very clearly Karen Allen That's from Raiders of the Lost there. Ark. She's got this magical smile that just infatuates you. And then who? Christina oh my God. Aguilar. Mm. Okay. Aguilar is a good one. Yeah. I'll never forget the dirty video when it came out. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like freaked out in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say um, Heath Ledger would be up there for me as well. Another guy that the smile is just magnetic. And, and oh, dude, Sloan from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, if we're talking 80s. Mm-hmm. That she she I was infatuated with her. She had such a charisma, such a screen presence. I, I still wonder what ended up happening to her. Um, but yeah, she was awesome. Ferris Bueller Day Off, great movie, too. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. Um, all right. That'll do it for today's show. Yeah, Ledger's definitely a man crush. How could he not be? Ten things I hate about you. Are you kidding me? Great movie, by the way. By the way, boys, Dune 2. Let's fucking Oof. go. Almost Oof. here. Gonna see it this weekend. PLF, Dolby Atmos sound system, 4K Barco laser projection on a fucking IMAX screen. Who's fucking hyped? This guy gonna rewatch mm. Dune One tomorrow night, I believe. We did that. We did that on Friday. This past Friday, we watched Dune One. How'd you? How, so how, how'd it go? It's so good. So good. It was my second time rewatching in the past two weeks. Sharon's first time. So, oh, nice. Right, okay, hell, so you're fully ready. I'm ready to go. Ready to go. Um, Lock Hesse, Dolby Atmos, what matters most? I agree. Like the biggest difference between theater and watching a movie at home, in my opinion, is not actually the screen size, it is the audio setup. If you go to a theater that has a next level audio setup, it is it's it just it, it can't be recreated at home. Mm-hmm. When you feel those thropters in your chest with like and those sandworms in your chest. Oof. Have you seen the uh, Dune popcorn bucket? Mm-mm. It looks like a giant butthole. It's kind of funny. <laughs> How about this? Here's another thing that I was thinking that's kind of funny. Um, you you get a popcorn bucket and you you put a hole in the bottom, oh, and then yeah, you ask the yeah. person next to you, "Hey, you want to play? You, you want to ride my yeah. sandworm?" Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Take a little popcorn out. It's not big enough. Just just okay, take some, some off the top, okay, dude. Just, hey, chill out. Just takes a pie. It's a half. It's a small bucket. Okay. okay <laughs> it's, a small, it's a kid's bucket. It's a kid's little bag. It's not it's a kid's not a bucket. bucket. It's not a it's kid's not a bucket. bucket. It's a bag. It's a medium bucket. Okay. It's not um, a large bucket to be fair. It's a medium bucket. Um, there we, go. we love you. 
Thank you so much for joining us here on Snaps. Please hit the like button, subscribe. 14.7, climb it to 15. Let's go, dude. Um, love you all. Thank you. We'll be back uh, with more Snaps Live on Thursday. And in the interim, remember, youtube.com slash snaps is uploads every day. Um, check that out. And you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok. You want to help us out. Trying to grow some channels there at Volume Snaps. Y'all are the best. And uh, yeah, we will see you live Thursday. Take it easy, y'all. The Volume. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.